0: Welcome to a special League Cup edition of Copcast for the Cop Left website. Uh, joining me tonight to discuss uh, Liverpool Football Club's demolition of demolition of Derby, well, hey, in the third round of the competition, it's somewhat of a family affair. We've got two regular contributors to the Copcast podcast who both happen to be family members. It's first of all, Carly, Murray, how are you doing, Carly?
1: Hi, Neil. I'm good, thanks.
0: Great, and brother Glenn, how are you doing, Glenn? Yeah, not too so bad. Thanks very much. Nice one, nice one. So good to have you both on. I think it could be the the first time ever. Uh, somewhat of a of a sibling rivalry here. So, uh, we'll uh, yeah, let's hope there are no tears before bedtime. Okay, so we will just as long
1: just... as they're
0: his. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll just get straight into it here. Um, yeah. We're basically, we're going to discuss... It's going to be a slightly shorter podcast than normal, uh, we think. Anyway, we're just going to discuss Liverpool's uh, performance and result against Derby County in the EFL, or the League Cup. And then we're going to have a brief look ahead to Hull uh, at the weekend. That's a Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff in the Premier League. We'll uh, perhaps cast aspersions on who might be in the starting lineup and how the Reds might get on. OK, so to kick it off then, yeah... 3-0 away at Derby. It's the League Cup. There are several changes made. We've got some fringe players coming in. We've also got debuts for a couple of players there in Carrius in and Gruage. How do you think we did, Carly? Uh, what are your thoughts on the game?
1: Oh, we played really well tonight. Um, quite a few positives to take from the game. I mean, I think before the game, I think a lot of people had written Derby off. I know they're not on a great run at the minute but this is Liverpool and any kind of game like this, there's always a potential for banana skin. Um, But I thought we settled into the game really well and completely outplayed them. I think really once we got the first goal, I think it calmed sort of all our nerves down and Derby really never looked like coming back into it. I think maybe really the only time they looked like coming back into it was when Henderson fucked up the back pass. Um, And I think I... He always carries a point for that. But other than that, there was really no, really no threat from them. As you said before, there was a few debuts. And Ajara also made his debut sort of late on into the second half. A few other positives. Um, Ray Chan's back from fitness. So that's him back, hopefully, for us. So three goals, clean sheet, a few players debuts, a few players back from injury. So all in all, it good been a good night.
0: Yeah, so, so a good night's work. Yeah, there's a, a lot of, a lot of positives to take from it when you, you look at it like that. And, and one of the things there, uh, Carly mentioned, and, uh, it's been, uh, elusive so far this season, uh, except perhaps in the, in the last round of the cup, is a, a clean sheet. And we got one tonight. And not only that, um, this, the standing centre back comes in and he gets the first goal and the all important first goal really and settles everything down. So, what did you make of that? Happy with the performance tonight, Glenn? Uh, anything to say on, on the clean sheet or, or Clavin getting us off the mark? As Carly touched on there, it's
2: it's kind of a, it ticks all the boxes there tonight, you know, it's a good solid 3-0 win. I mean, the players weren't ex- overly extended, you know, Derby were they were very poor tonight. Uh, I mean, if, if you were a Derby fan and you went to that game tonight, you'd be very disappointed. You would have thought the players would have been up for that, but they, they just never really got going at all. So from our point of view, that's perfect for us. You know, very relatively straightforward evening. And yeah, like you say, obviously there was a bit, a bit of rotation in the squad. A few of the the French players came in, and obviously they they done well. But uh, yeah, I mean it was a it was a good performance from the lads, and uh, on we go into the into the next round.
0: Yeah, certainly. And you mentioned you mentioned we we made a few changes, and and they made a few changes. I believe at five from their from their last league game now. There's players coming back from injury there and there's also players being rested from their from their first team squad perhaps. So Liverpool won comfortably and, and so they should have. But there were some sort of the standout moments, particularly kind of well, the link up between Phil Coutinho and, and Bobby Firmino, which was, was sumptuous at times. Carly, what did you make of their performances?
1: Yeah, I think that for particularly those two would have been the standout performers of the night. I really don't think anybody had a poor night tonight, but those two in particular were, were brilliant to watch. I mean, it, especially sort of this season, the last few games, watching them, watching their progress and watching this combination grow, it's it's really exciting. And it's nice to see Coutinho hitting a bit of form as well. I mean, we touched on previous pods, we're saying, you know, he's a bit inconsistent. where some games, he can light the game up and two seconds he'll change a game and then there's other games he seems to go a bit missing but the last few games he's been absolutely amazing so hopefully this run of form will continue i didn't really want to bring him up tonight because me and my brother have uh opposite views on him but i actually thought Marino did really really well tonight um so i just had to put that in and stick up for him he didn't make any mistakes he was great going forward so um i thought he did really well
0: yeah it was it was nice to see albie get you know get back in you know Milner's come in and he sort of he's he's done he's done well. There's there's no doubt about it. But yeah, it was nice to see Moreno get his game, and I still feel that he's got plenty to offer myself. Um, oh, certainly over the course of the season, and we'll see beyond that. But yeah, Coutinho hitting form, Glenn, uh, or recapturing a bit of form. Lovely finish for the second goal, the link up with Firmino, and also for the third goal, Origi's goal. The parts that they played in it, the the link up again. Mouth watering, really, at times. Yeah, the the two they were definitely the two standouts from the evening. If I was going to have to pick one over the other, I
2: would I would go with Firmino. I just think, every time he got the ball, when he was going forward. He, he looked a threat all the time, and I think one thing that goes unnoticed with him is when he when he gets a defender one on one, he he always drops the shoulder. He always seems to to get the defender off balance and. He's not a particularly quick player, um, and then, you know, in this day and age, you, you hear the pun that's always saying about you know, you've got to have pace in this game. I mean, not saying Firmino's slow, but his control. And as I say, when he gets the defender squared up one v one, he's so good against them. And uh, as I say, I thought tonight going forward, he looked a threat all the time. He he probably should have scored. Um, like there was another a bit of interplay between him and Firmino where it was a there was a ball played to the back post, and Firmino or sorry, Coutinho played it back across goal and. He had a half volley from about six yards out and he, he hit it straight into the deck and when he really should have finished yeah, I mean no complaints obviously it was the game was over by then anyway but I thought Firmino and Coutinho were brilliant they just give us their gives a different dimension going forward really you know yeah the, the the second goal there that that pass from Firmino where he just threads that through to Coutinho I and mean, there's not many players that can that can do that uh, you know uh, I mean I know I know I'm We'll have to realise, obviously, they are playing against a very poor Derby side tonight, you know, but still, uh, you can only beat what's put in front of you, and they they certainly looked very good tonight. As I was saying, after the first goal, a lot a bit more space opened up on the pitch, and they they certainly took advantage of that. They the the caused Derby problems all night, but uh, yeah, I, like you say, the two of them, they were in great form together tonight, and no issue with, with Moreno for me tonight. <laughs> So you give him a bye ball? Yeah. the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he had nothing to do defensively. I mean, let's be honest. If we, if we get into this here, we could be here all night. So I think it's maybe just best just to say, you know, fair He didn't. He done all right tonight. He he didn't
0: do anything wrong. You know, he was, so. he was all right on the night. Yeah. 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 So I uh, we'll, we'll give him a bye ball. I mean, like I said, I think he did fine and didn't put a foot wrong, as you say, really, and sort of involved in in that second goal by by that run that he, uh, he makes out wide and it kind of opens up a bit of space as well from that. So so I uh, we'll will give we'll give Al uh a, a pass. Phil and Bobby, uh, I mean, they were they were cut above and they are cut above, but it showed and it was nice to see. So yeah, just to touch on a couple, of, we we mentioned debuts there. We we had Laureus Carius, Marco Cruyff, both make really making their their first team debuts for for Liverpool. Perhaps not a game to judge them on, but we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway. No, not in any depth, but just how how do you feel they they get on? <laughs> how do, how do you what did you make of of Carius, Glenn? There was that one moment where he makes that interception, something that that certainly won him. Favor amongst the fans, not something Mignolet would, would be caught dead doing. And then there were a couple of hairy moments from Crosses. So all in all, what do you make of him?
2: Yeah, I mean, like you say, he, he got Henderson out of jail with that one there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, he's Henderson, the Henderson's, he, he's often compared to Stevie G and that was, uh, Stevie G's had a few of them moments <laughs> in the past, you know, with a, with a few short back passes. So it's, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's, a, it's, a, it's not really a game to judge him on because, you know, Derby, they just didn't they didn't offer really any threat. Obviously, he was quick off his line to, to clear the ball when Ben was through. Um, it was almost a kind of Loris like playing that sort of sweeper-keeper role. That was being super critical. I mean, the only thing I would say is just there was a couple a of couple, uh, set pieces, free kicks and corners into the box, and he, he didn't exactly look convincing. Again, I sort of touched on it on my last call, that when I was talking about after the Spurs game, it's obviously something that the, the keepers are their, their coach, not to catch the ball and always to punch. And there was a couple of times carries come out to punch and he, he got nowhere near it and the ball didn't go anywhere. I'm not saying I'm not proclaimed to be any co-keeper coach myself, but I always think it's a lot better if, if you have a keeper who has a bit of authority and come out and clear catch the ball. And it's a lot better for your defenders if you know you have that presence behind you and that when the ball isn't hanging in the air, the keeper can come and take it. But like I say, I mean, you, I'm being super critical there. You know, it's his first appearance you know, he'll take time to adapt. And then in terms of grage, same again, it's it's the game was kind of over after twenty minutes after the first goal, you know, so he wasn't particularly tested, but he looked like he's he has an appetite for, for the tackle anyway. He picked up a yellow in the in the second half, but, you know, he was constantly getting the foot in to, to win the ball back. So you know, that's definitely something that's suited to the English game, you know. And um, we, we like our players who can who can throw themselves about a bit. The he kind of reminded me a bit almost a bit of like Momo Sissoko in terms of his, his big gangly big gangly legs and he likes he liked the tackle as well and I think whenever he first came into the side he struggled with yellow cards quite a bit but like I say I mean I, I can't you know, it's not like that's going to be the case for Grades you know after after one game I'm sure them too would be happy it was a pretty straightforward game for them especially Carrius,
0: clean sheet on his debut so I mean no real issues there you know yeah, all's well. All's well that ends well for for the goalkeeper. Yeah, could have been a different story had one of those headers dropped in. Although to be fair, I think most, I think a couple of them were actually given given as free kicks. Anyways, not too much threat. So, anything to add there, Carly, on on Mark Oakridge or Caris before we sort of move on the couple of the lads making substitute appearances.
1: Um, no, pretty much agreed everything Glenn said. You know, it was a bit of a hard game to judge them on, but I suppose what they did, they did it well. Maybe another slight point to touch on would be the fact that, you know, we had that many changes in the side, not only sort of a subject you're going to bring up, but uh, debuts and also sort of fringe players coming back in, and it really didn't take them that long to gel or look like, you know, we were disjointed in any way. So I think that's definitely another positive to to bring in. So... I mean, we've seen a lot of interviews sort of in the last few weeks from the, the players uh, continually banging on about, you know, what great team spirit there is and how well they're all getting on together. And sometimes that's a bit overplayed. You kind of wonder they' the, doing that to compensate for something. But it's certainly translating on the pitch. OK, yes, it was only Derby. But as Glenn said, you can only beat who is put in front of you. But yeah, they look seamless. So that's definitely another positive.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. There were changes, there were debuts, and, and plenty of fringe players in there. And, you know, fringe players like um, Origi and Clavin, both both amongst the goals. We mentioned, yeah, Albi as well, he had, a, he had a decent game. We had a couple of, a couple of subs, one debutant that you mentioned earlier. Carly Ajaria, uh, the other Danny Ings, we'll touch on him in a in a moment. But what did you make of of Ajaria's p- performance when he came on? Do you think it's I think it's just something we'll see a bit more of now that he's he's we saw him in preseason. He's now maybe pushing his way in.
1: Yeah, he thought, certainly seems to be making his way into the first team. Like he sort of broke onto the to the limelight sort of near the end of last season. We've got to see a bit more of him in pre season and it's nice to see that he's still there or thereabouts. So hopefully, you know, if we get another cup tie similar to Derby or he might get maybe a start or another go on the bench. Um, it's definitely something that's nice to see that Klopp's giving these players the time. Whereas before they maybe would not wouldn't have had that. They might have been sent out alone, but he does seem to be keeping the squad quite close and wanting to see what the players are doing themselves. He seemed to do okay tonight whenever he came on. He seems to have done quite well, you know, in any game that he's He's come on and got any game time for us, so he certainly seems to be one for the future and one to to keep looking at. I think Ojo's pretty much the same. I think he probably maybe would have been on the bench tonight had he not been injured. But I think he's another one who's going to be back in the next few weeks. So it's really great to see that the squad actually has some flexibility now. Maybe at the start of the season we were a bit worried about the depth, but right now things are seeming pretty rosy.
0: Yeah, I mean there there are there are options now that, that things are coming together and we're beginning to see where where club wants to use these the uh, all these guys and and how they're actually adapting the roles where we possibly thought you know it wouldn't work for them is is really interesting and with with that evolution we're starting to see that actually there's there's decent depth in the Liverpool squad and the kids on top so. Uh, Ojo's one you mentioned there. I'm really looking forward to him coming back to full fitness because I think he's a a wee bit further on than Ajaria in his you know in his first team experience, shall we say? And and I think he we, we are going to see him a bit more, particularly possibly when when Manny goes away to, to Africa for the for the cup of nations, of course, in January. But so somebody else that that, that came on there and, and gave us half an hour, Danny Ings. Worked hard, didn't really seem to impose himself on the game, but as you said it was, it was a bit of a dead rubber by the time he came on. So what did you make of him, Glenn?
2: Yeah, there, there, there was one, one point he obviously came on, he was playing left wing and uh, there was one part of the game he, he picked up the ball and he sort of had a very good direct run towards goal and I think there was a a slight claim for a penalty, but I think he just kind of lost a bit of his balance and, and went over. But yeah, I mean, he's been very unlucky, obviously, with, with injury. I think he was injured and in, he'd done his knee in, in Klopp's first training session last season. That was at a time when, under Rogers, the short spell that Rogers had at the beginning of the last season, he was one of the few players who you could probably say had done well for him. I um, mean, you know, he'd scored in the derby against Everton. I think he'd scored a goal in the Europa League, maybe. And I know he had scored against Norwich in the, in the league. So yeah, he was, he was unlucky with the timing of that injury, and obviously he, he missed you know the the rest of the season apart from the you know the final game at the at West Brom. But a lot's been talked about in terms of you know his fitness regime. You know, obviously he's brought in this new guy from from Bayern. Obviously, it was talked about with Sturridge about uh, him needing to be able to consistently train. You know, 78 sessions a week, or sorry, not a week, but 78 sessions in a row. And you get the feeling he kind of has the same kind of attitude with Danny Ings, because I think we were all expecting at the start of this season, you know, he would figure a bit more in the side, but he hasn't really done. So it, so it kind of suggests that perhaps he's not yet 100% fit. He started off in the pre-season. He was starting the first few games. And then as some more of the established first team players came back from the Euros, he didn't feature as much. So like I think that maybe, as I say, it just suggests that maybe Klopp thinks that he's still not, you know, 100% Ready yet? I mean, he's he's only 24, so we, you've still got plenty of time with him. I'm sure he'll have opportunities between between now and the end of the season to come in. As we've sort of mentioned before, you know, we're not really doing this. Uh, we're not really publicising this podcast very well, saying about the mask being so bad or being being a bit of a dead rubber. But yeah, say whenever he come on. Cover say whenever he had one good run towards the goal. Yeah, say for Danny Ings the main thing for him is just that uh, he needs to get as much game time under his belt as he can you know i think you'll probably find with him you'll you may spend a bit more time with uh with the under 23s you know getting getting a few 90 minutes under his belt and then hopefully he might then start to figure a bit more for the first
0: team yeah sure i mean it's definitely about all about sharpness and fitness now for him he's had a long long layoff and uh you know he's behind he's also behind some some excellent strikers so the the highest point he can get to within his game is is certainly the best. I'm sure we'll see him. Klopp said uh, he said he's he's a great guy and he'll get his chance and I'm sure he will keep getting his chance in in the league cup, perhaps in the FA Cup, and if he proves his proves his worth and proves his fitness, perhaps even in the first team. But just just before we finish on tonight, I just want to touch on another striker and and his impact and possibly his impact on Ains. but but in general. Uh, Divok or by by many accounts, he's not been at his at, at the peak that we saw him at last year so far in his performances this season he's been much of a bed player obviously he came back a bit late from the euros and he said made a couple of substitute appearances and you know hasn't really been able to to uh, stamp his authority on the game on any game that he's really come into but of course he he started against Burton and scored he started tonight and he, he lashes one in what did you make of his performance uh, I'm sure it's nice nice to see him back on the on the score sheet carly
1: yeah i think it's good for him um you know strikers obviously thrive on goals to get their confidence so to see him get a goal was great he came on against Chelsea at the weekend there and really should have scored a header it's great for us, the, the, for him to come on, have confidence, score a goal. It gives us, like I said earlier, extra depth. I think that Sturridge's options are going to be limited in the squad. I think all the signs are pointing towards Origi starting ahead of him. Um, I'm sort of, we all really know why. He just sits in the cop style of play a little bit better. But um, on that point, actually, I think Sturridge needs commended for his performance against Chelsea. I think Sturridge was absolutely, absolutely yeah. immense. You know the guys that probably already touched on it in the pod, but I mean, I think Sturge gets a lot of stick for uh, looking lazy and attitude problems. Things that I've probably said about him in the past, to be fair, from, you know, kind of signs that he would give you, but I think he did really, really well against Chelsea. So if that's the way things are starting to change, maybe he's adapting a bit more to Klopp's style of play. There will be a bit more of competition, but I mean, if the players are coming on and scoring, um, it's only really a good thing for us. So, he has got more game time. Um, hopefully a bit more confidence, and we'll see where we go from here.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, and he lashed that one in tonight. I mean, and it was a bit closer in, but it was sl- slightly reminiscent of one of the goals he scored against Southampton in the League Cup last year, where uh, he just lashes it in from the edge of the box, uh, smashes it in the roof of the net. And it was great to see that tonight because he really kicked on from there last year. So hopefully that can be a bit of a, a catalyst. And and Carly mentions Danny Sturridge there, Glenn, and he has been, well, he's put in two great performances for me in the last two games, although I thought he was really excellent against Leicester as well. More selfless performances, as, as Carly alluded to there, and showing that he, he can play within the system. But we, we mentioned Danny Ings earlier, and you've, you've got Jurgen Klopp, who, who likes to play... One striker, if any, you know, unless you know, obviously Firmino, but it's a slightly different role. So you're looking at uh, Sturridge, Firmino, R.G. looking like he he might be hitting a bit of form again or coming back to a bit more like himself. So sure you got to think time on pitch time for Danny Ings is is going to be limited to to the League Cup or uh, yeah or or perhaps the early rounds to the FA Cup with Danny Ings. I
2: think the reason why he wasn't sent on loan was probably because with with Sturridge's injury record, they probably thought it would be too much of a risk to send him out on loan because if Sturridge was to get injured, and obviously he comes up the pecking in order, and he's probably the next in line to Origi. Uh, so I, he's kind of unfortunate, you know, that that's the case with him. But you know, that's why you build squads. I didn't, I didn't get to see the match on Friday because it was at a wedding. You should have said there Sturridge had played very well. I mean, the only thing was, I mean think. From what I'd heard about about the game, said he had to come off after fifty five minutes or an hour because he looked knackered. Uh, that be as I say, you guys know that better than me. But if that's all he can offer, I mean, uh, for me, that's a bit worrying. You know, I mean, for me, I mean, you need to be able to to get ninety minutes out of him. There'll be there'll be games come along where you know are behind a goal or you are drawn and you need someone to get the winner. And you know, he he is our best striker. But if he's knackered by the time it comes around to the last fifteen twenty minutes. It's not it's, that's not, not too good for us. I don't think, you know. So there's always going to be that question mark lingering over him in terms of his fitness. But but yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he's a top quality player, and you know he's 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 banging a few goals already this season. So you know as long as that continues, that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's nice to have the depth, and and you're right. You you do need always always backup, uh, you know, particularly for storage, but but just in general. But yeah, he was, he made a lot of a lot of sprints and Klopp said that he took him off because he just felt that he, he couldn't give the same intensity in in the sprints anymore and he, he wanted the, to he had orgy on the bench. He wanted he wanted that from the striker, so that was Klopp's reasoning. But but we'll see going forward. It's good to have the option of Ains there. I just worry for him a bit on game time. I th- I think he might find his, his chances limited. Okay, so We'll wrap up there, I think, on the on the game tonight, and we'll sort of switch it now into um, Hull at the weekend. Not a team that Liverpool have, well, I would say, obviously, over the years, Liverpool have done well against them, but I can certainly remember Steve Bruce's Hull uh, beating, I think, Brandon Rogers Liverpool a couple of seasons ago at, at Anfield. The kind of side that, that Liverpool have traditionally struggled with, certainly over the last decade or so. A team that, that is, what well, was in disarray before the season began. A team that's in the midst of a, of a takeover. Caretaker manager has only just signed a, a full-time contract, who were desperately short of players at the start of the season and who love, love, love to camp in their own box and hope for a set piece later on. Looking forward to the weekend. I'm filling you with joy for, for, for uh. For Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hope springs eternal for for the visit of of Hull this weekend. So I suppose a couple of points to make on it. First of all, we saw Emery Chan come back tonight in the cup. We saw Carries make his debut. Uh, are they staking claims to start on on Saturday, or do you think we're we're reverting back and Mindy Day's coming back in and Winaldom Lalana etc. Or do you reckon we'll stay with with Emery Chan and Carries?
1: This might surprise a few people, but um, I wouldn't start Emery Chan. Um, I f- didn't think he was particularly good tonight. I know he's just come back from injury, so I think that explained a lot of it. But at the start of the season, I kind of asked, where's Winnie? I thought Wijnaldum kind of went missing quite a lot. But the Leicester and Chelsea games, he's really stepped it up. Um, well, he's either stepped it up I've started to take notice a bit more. You can choose which. <laughs> so both, for right? me... <laughs> yeah. So for me, I wouldn't be dropping Mignolet or Henderson. It would be them and the two. Chan on the bench, obviously, if needs be. Cooper's situation is a bit more different. I suppose you, you can't really say that, that Mignolet was dropped for tonight. Would you say he was rested? So Lloris had a good game. So does that mean that he stays in? I don't know. It's hard to judge. He didn't have a lot to do tonight. Um What he did, I suppose, too, certainly he certainly did it well. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't, To be honest, I don't think I'd be particularly bothered either way I don't think either decision on the keeper would annoy me if Minulay started I wouldn't think it was particularly unfair in carius and if Karius started I wouldn't think it was particularly unfair in Minulay. maybe it'd be interesting for us more to see um, how carius does if he was to start on Saturday and get a few games in the league so we can get to see him a bit more just to see exactly what kind of depth we have um, in the goal pe- goalkeeper's position so that would be a bit more interesting to me
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, Loris um sort of debut tonight, but was expected to start the season, but Klopp's in a bit of a, it's a bit of a no-win situation in a way, because if, I suppose if you leave Mignolet in until he drops a clanger, then everyone says, you know, we saw that coming, why did you leave him in? And then if you bring Karius in, and uh, and Mignolet has been doing all right, and Karius drops a clanger, or makes a mistake, then then it's why did you change it oh, a winning team? Why did why did you you know change the goalkeeper? So it, it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a tough one for a club. What about you, Glenn? Do you see uh, either of them keeping their places from tonight's from tonight's game, or do you, do you see us reverting back to something more uh, something closer to what we've seen so far this season?
2: It's funny, just as you were talking about Minelli and Harris, I was thinking the exact same thing there about you know if if you put Minelli back in, you're waiting for him to drop one. Yeah, I think with uh, I think it's a matter of time, you know, we just uh, with yeah just you know. So there has been there's, there's been periods in his Liverpool career where he has been sold for eight nine games, and then something happens, and like you say, he'll just drop a clanger and his confidence, you know, as as it would, you know, it takes a bit of a battering. Um, because I mean, <laughs> things were so bad at one point that I remember Rodgers put Brad Jones in goal ahead of him. So I mean, that says it all, really. I think with uh, with the goalkeeping situation as it is, because you would say right now or well, at the start of the season, you would have said we didn't have a recognised number one because you know Klopp and he didn't come out and say that Karius was going to be the number one, and he never said a Mignolet was. You know, a lot of other teams, well, most of their teams do have a recognised number one, or some teams will have a, a cup keeper and they'll have a league keeper. So, because obviously Klopp doesn't operate like that, we're all in the dark in terms of of who he's going to start at the weekend here. Personally, I think he will go back to Mignolet, with the reason being that he has had a solid start to the season. I remember there was some daft statistic, I think it was after the first two or three games, that it said that we conceded five five goals from five shots on target or something. And, you know, as if that was something to do with Mignolet, which was complete nonsense. Because, I mean, some of the goals that were scored against us, I mean, no one would have saved him, you know, so... I, th- I mean, Minulay hasn't done anything to to say that you know that he deserves to be dropped. So, I I see him coming back into the side. And then in terms of Emre Chan he probably is a uh, you know a starter. I would say he is probably as part of our best eleven. But just at this moment in time, but there's a, on a, a good run of form. It's one of them things you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, I, I would uh, expect the uh, you know Wijnaldum and Alana to come back in alongside Henderson. Obviously, Hull at home. It's a completely different challenge to what you know the, the, the kind of games we've had uh, in the, this season so far. You know, with the likes of Arsenal away and uh, and Chelsea away. I mean, I don't read too much into the into the Leicester game. I mean, I know they were champions last season, but that was a complete one off. It, it sounds good saying you beat the champions at home four one, but I mean Leicester are going to be a mid table team this season again. I would say that um, will come back in and uh, and mine Alderman and Alana Lana come back in as well for for Hull. Yeah, I mean, I I
0: think I, I think I would 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 agree probably. I mean, I'm not 100% convinced that he won't keep Carius in, but with what you say about the, the meritocracy and stuff and it being your shirt and, until you lose it lose it kind of thing, you might be onto something there. I just, I, but I also know Klopp, Klopp has his has ruthless side, you know, Matty came straight back in, Clavin was bombed out quite early on. So uh, so I guess we'll see on that one. I, I would agree on Khan I think at, at this moment in time, Winaldum, Lilana and Hendo in that in that three are doing really well. One interesting one Hull at home, they're gonna they're gonna park the bus. Do you see Danny Sturridge coming back in for this one? Uh, Sturridge and Mane, you would imagine, or do you think he's going Coutinho, Firmino, Mane?
1: This is the well. I suppose it's a good thing for us in the pods. No one knows what Klopp's going to do. Trying to yeah. predict it is impossible. It's it's hard to know what like I'm sort of generally of the opinion you don't change a win inside. I know obviously for League League Cup games the likes of tonight that's different, but when you're heading back into the league again, generally I would always say keep keep the side that last one. But as you say, a completely different kettle of fish they are gonna come, they're gonna set they're gonna wear our patience down and we're just all gonna pray that it's not gonna be another Burnley. So honestly I don't know. I would sorta of like Sturge to have a bit more game time. I kinda wanna see if this run of forms going to continue the kind of way he has been playing that was sort of as you said earlier less selfish side of him so that that would be interesting to see but then I kind of like the money from a new stir, or continue up front so honestly don't know I'm not looking forward to Saturday at all I just have a bad feeling about it hopefully he will be proved totally wrong and it'll be like a 4-0 win but right now um, I'm not feeling too good about it
0: Okay you think we, we may get knocked off our, our perch given the you know the the confidence is kind of building up. But I, I I hear you as well. I mean they are, you know, typically as I mentioned at, at the start of the segment, they are the the kind of team that that could fucking you know just just nick it one 0 They could just frustrate us, Alab uh, Burnley. So, Carl, you have a bad feeling then? Um, what is your feeling then? Do, do you think do you think we're going to lose this? Do you think we'll win it? Do you think we're going to draw? How do you think it's going to go?
1: I think we'll win it by the skin of our teeth. I'm always there's always like a bit of positivity I me. I'm not as bad as Dave.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be some light there, you know. Can't be all dim and gloom. Uh, so you think it'll be a, a narrow kind of a, you know, we'll, we'll nick one in the last minute kind of thing, or we'll just, you know, nick a scruffy goal and win one 0 that sort of idea.
1: Nick a scruffy goal and win one 0 Hopefully improved wrong. Hopefully improved massively wrong. But as I say whenever we play these type types of teams. It either goes one of two ways, and it's like on the opposite ends of the scale. Either they wear us down, we just don't turn up, and the players off the park, or else we will absolutely batter them. There's like no in between with them. So um, I'm always just I'm always more worried playing these kinds of teams than I am the the Uniteds, the the Chelseas, the Arsenal's, whatever. Because we we find it easy to get ourselves up for those kind of games, but these kind of games at home we seem to struggle with. So hopefully times will change and. Things will start becoming a bit more positive for us with that, but I do have a bit of a trepidation about the weekend.
0: Okay, a bit of bit of fear and loathing. All right, no worries. No, I, as I said, I, I can see where you're coming from, but you're still predicting a win, so so I like that. What, what about you, Glenn, On this, do you reckon Sturridge is, is coming back in, or is he going to continue for Inomane? And then, how do you see the the game plan out? Like? I think Sturridge will come back into the side tonight's
2: lineup. Um, kind of indicated the stories would be coming back in, and the fact that he didn't play, he wasn't even so he, he was clearly being rested. Um, to be brought in on on Saturday, I think the the Firmino whenever he plays as the striker, I think you're going to see that a lot more often away from him as opposed to at Anfield. Just with the reason being that playing away from home teams are going to be a lot more open, and teams will you know, probably going to play a bit more football than what they would if they come to Anfield because you're probably going to find on Saturday Hull they're going to be quite direct out of the, from the back. So it doesn't really give us that option to to press from the front as much because obviously with them going from from back to front, you know, very quick, you know, limits that option. So I, I think Sturridge will come back into it. And then in terms of you know the result, you know, obviously it, it's uh, it has to be a win. You know, anything else is you know it's it's not good enough for us really. And you know I think the one thing I think Klopp has struggled with in his in his time with us is. Is against these kind of teams, you know, th- throughout the whole of last season. Um, whenever he did come in, you know, he struggled against the likes of West Brom, Crystal Palace, Watford, Sunderland, Newcastle. I mean, we all we dropped points against all of them. Teams home and away. I think I mentioned it on the previous pod that you know that I was on that we're not going to get in the top four if we if we keep dropping points to these teams because you know it's all well and good, you know, obviously beating Chelsea and Arsenal uh, away from home, but I I don't think they're the they're the games that define you know whether you finish in the top four because there's a lot more teams you know in the bottom half of the table who you can take points off and that'll get you there um and we don't seem to be able to to do that so it's it's the kind of game on Saturday you know you're, I'm probably more nervous about this game than I was again against the likes of Arsenal Spurs and and Chelsea simply because our record in the in the last few seasons has has been so poor against these teams and. I think the key when you do play at home against teams who are going to uh, shut up shop is you need to get an early goal against them because you know it, at nil nil they've still got something to hang on to they've still got a point you know whereas if you get that early goal then the other team you know they they've got to come out and and uh, and go for it a bit more and and that inevitably you know opens up pockets of spaces on the pitch and you know you seen tonight likes of Firmino and Coutinho whenever they get space in the opposition's half you know they make them pay. I think the key on on Saturday is to come out come out on the blocks flying and uh, nick the early goal. And if we get a, if we get an early goal, then you know I, I can it's see things going score, well for us. As I say, the longer it goes on at nil nil, the other team just seem to grow in confidence and they get more belief that you know yes we're we can nick something out of this. And I think we we kind of find that you know at home because um, obviously we're expected to beat Tull You know the longer it does go on at nil nil, the crowd gets a bit more restless and uh, you know that kind of just feeds onto the players, so I think it's crucial we get out and get an early goal on Saturday, and I think if we do that, um, I, you know, I can I can see us going out and, and getting a good getting a good win. Nice
0: one, nice one. So, uh, Carly went scruffy one nil. Um, what are you going for? I, I want to keep a clean sheet first and foremost, because obviously we haven't done that in
2: the league so far this season. I think I I take a you know a two nil two nil be a good result for us. Um, you know, straightforward the end of the day as long as we get the three points, that's all that matters. And anyway, you I think like so some of the games where we have we haven't kept the clean sheet, you know, like the Leicester game being a prime example, they've obviously scored it. I mean the Leicester game obviously that goal was that was a bit of a, a free goal to concede with Lucas, you know, with that error. But other times when we play these teams and we have battered them three four, we always tend to have a lapse in concentration at some point, um, which stops us getting the clean sheet. I mean I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you mean if we won every game 2-1, I wouldn't care if we didn't keep a clean sheet because you would say about winning. As I say, I think on Saturday, if we keep a clean sheet,
0: I think we'll 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 get the three points. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it would be nice. It'd be nice to build on this clean sheet tonight and and show we can do it in the league because that's that's kind of been our Achilles' heel. I'm with you both. I mean, I think I think we'll win the game, but. I don't think we will we will keep that clean sheet, but I think we'll battle them. and we'll beat them 4-1. So here's hoping A bit of confidence, I think. I think Sturridge comes back in as well. As to who drops out, I'm not too sure. But I think it might be Coutinho, although he came off first tonight, so it suggests maybe he's, you know, thinking about conserving legs for the weekend. I don't know. We shall have to see.
2: So it's an important game on Saturday because, you know, I was looking at the fixture list earlier today, and I think between now and December... You know, the only big team we really play is, is Man United. So we'll have a lot of these games coming up where we're playing teams who we're expected to beat. So if we can go out and put a marker down on Saturday you know, and get a, a 3-4-0 or a you know, 3-1-4-1, whatever it may be, it'll give the players a lot of confidence Um, you know, going forward. Because like I say, Man City, obviously they won five in the bounce there. And, but I mean, the only, only real test they've had was away at United. You know, and they're the example that when you're coming against teams you're expected to beat you know you gotta go and, you've got, gotta go you've gotta it. go and do that you know because I mean if they'd, if they lost at United you know they'd still be top of the they' still be top of the table and that's the point that I was making about over the course of 38 games I don't think they're the ones that that cost you whether you win the league or you finish in the top four there's a lot more points to be gained out of beating the teams who you're supposed to beat
0: yeah sure. Absolutely right. I mean I think you know, it's absolutely spot on. But as always, it seems to be for Liverpool fans that the next game is the biggest game of the season and it it seems to be that no matter what. So yeah, it's it's a huge game against Hull. Do you got any, any final words on the on the whole game, Carly? So? All right then. Wrap this special Copcast podcast up. The League Cup special, we, we did a review of the Derby game. It was a it was a comfortable win. No injuries. Um, as we said before, the squad got a, a good run out. We got fringe players in. We had some debuts made. Uh, everybody came through unscathed. Liverpool are into the next round. And live Rosie. We got Holland the weekend. So uh, let's hope the good form continues. Final word from from a guest who've been great. Glenn, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? And are you up to anything else? Twitter's
2: uh, at Murray 91 uh, this, is, this is only my second podcast, so this is new to me. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping to, to get more involved you know, with with podcasts and uh, you know, try my hand at a at an article or a blog and see how that goes. So um, could be things to, in the pipeline to come. <laughs> nice one. So I'll watch this space and
0: give Glenn a follow on Twitter. And Carly, what about yourself? Where can we find you? And are you up to much?
1: Mrs. Eiger 5 on Twitter. No, just. Cop Left podcasts. Um if everybody can make sure they're following the Cop Left account and also can they give the other guys a follow at the Cop Table? They do all our preview pods for each yeah. games and are pretty class, so everybody just make sure they're following them, they'll keep up to date with everything.
0: Yeah. You, you should
2: update that, uh, Mrs. Marino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs.
0: Emery. <Emmerich.
1: laughs> I think Em yeah, I think Emmerich in the queue first. Get in
0: line. Okay. <laughs> uh, so on, on, on that bombshell, we're, we're going to wrap this up. You can catch me at Neil, uh, 1980 on Twitter if you can be bothered. And yeah, Copcast podcast on Cop Left, the Cop Table on Cop Left, stuff on WFI is, is always worth a look, World Football Index, that is. So that's kind of a, a global football blogging network and podcast network. So definitely worth a follow and worth checking out. So, Thanks very much for listening. We have been Copcast and we'll be back after the whole game with a normal Premier League show. Good.